What's your story? Whether you're a client or an independent financial advisor, we know you face many important decisions that can affect your and your clients' long-term financial success. Welcome to the WIN Podcast. What's important now with Corey Hymanson, accredited investment fiduciary and president of Hymanson Wealth Advisors. In this podcast, Corey helps you identify your goals and objectives through financial education and comprehensive planning while inspiring you to make better behavioral decisions in your personal finance. With a twist on pop culture and current events, join us as we explore growth and protection strategies for individuals, advisors, and their businesses. Come and discover what's important to you now. Hello, and welcome to the Win Podcast with Corey Hymanson. Corey, what's going on today? Ah, Mr. Eric, good to see you. Yeah. New day, new recording. I'm, I'm fired up. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be back with you. Um, you always throw me curveballs. You, you always have something that's just a little different. I love it. It's not the same old podcast. So <laughs> what are we talking about today? Um, as we're about to roll into summer, that also loads or rolls us into professional basketball. The The NBA <laughs> finals are, are coming up here in, in the next few weeks. And while it's best of seven, it seems like the TV networks are able to stretch that into about 20 days. <laughs> yeah, go figure. Yeah. So, so today I thought, yeah, we'll, we'll have a little fun. We'll, we'll talk a little basketball. We'll tie it into the world of finance and yeah, who knows, who knows where it goes. Yeah, not that you don't already carry the conversation for the most part, but I'm not the biggest basketball fan. I've just never. So, so I'm from Seattle, we've talked about that before. And, you know, growing up, we had the Seattle supersonics, which just never was a really big draw. And therefore, they're not there anymore. I think they're, I think they're Oklahoma something. Yeah, there you right. go. Oklahoma something. So in, in the risk of uh, alienating fan bases in the country, I'm going to say maybe the Supersonics failed, so to speak, because they wore green and yellow. So there you go, Packers fans. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Ooh, throwing the gauntlet down. Good Lord, that was that hurt. <laughs> I'm not even a Green Bay fan and that hurt. <laughs> I don't even know where that came from. I, I really don't mind the Packers either, but it just seemed like where we I needed th to go today. Well, I just think it's factual, right? <laughs> Green and yellow, it's got to be a bad thing. Anyway, all right, well, this, that was a, a football curve. Uh, let's get back to basketball. So how, how is this going to work? How are you going to compare these? I'm very, very interested now. Yeah, so so the title of the podcast today is Financial Fouls. Mm, and and we're going to tie that in by exploring some some topics related to finance and the National Basketball Association and Interestingly enough, or a lot of the listeners probably know the drill here is that we can essentially tie finance and investing and planning to essentially any topic known to man, woman, or child. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's parallels everywhere. So, so that's where we're going to go. We'll, we'll hopefully learn some things, but, uh, you know, tie it all full circle and, you know, have some fun. All right. Sounds good. Let's do this. Okay. So, so I'm going to start out here first, and, and I think this is a common thought amongst a lot of fans is that professional athletes make too much money. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Again, there's always, somebody's always drawn a parallel to professional athletes and teachers, right? Who's more important and who should be making, you know, the real money. And it, it nobody's ever going to convince me that the, the athletes should be making as much as they are with the teachers making as little as they do. So there's right. that parallel. Uh, so I agree with everybody else who says they probably get paid a little bit too much. Yeah. So, so just to put this in, in perspective, you know, a lot of listeners maybe don't, don't know the type of numbers that we're talking about here. So, I mean, the, 
some of my information is a little bit dated here, but I mean, if we look at the 21-22 season, the minimum salary for any player in, in the league was $925,000 plus. That's the minimum? That's the minimum. Average. Oh, now, now there's uh, there's 15 players on the roster or sitting on the bench. And, you know, in theory, most teams probably play seven or eight of those guys. So, I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of guys sitting around collecting checks. But anyway, average salary during that season, $7.7 million. Jeez. I know it's kind of mind blowing. And, and, and I mean, all the professional sports have, you know, have, have some crazy numbers. So we're just focusing on basketball, but highest paid player that season was Steph Curry from Golden State. He made $43.6 million. I wonder what that breaks down to per basket. Yeah, it'd be a lot. It'd be a yeah, lot. Right. <laughs> hey, any of you data junkies out there that are listening, yeah. if you break that down for us, please, because, you know, math. Um, Email Corey. <laughs> Tell him. Yeah, Let's update us because I'm, I'm really curious. How many baskets did he make in the 21-22 season and how much was each one worth? Oh, man. You know, and, and so this isn't even talking about um, endorsement deals, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. image and likeness type stuff or selling jerseys or any of that stuff. So, I mean, we're just talking dollars to play to play sports. Yeah. And now I'm, I'm going to take the other side of the path. Like when you say, man, they're overpaid. Um they bring value. You know what I mean? They bring value to the owner, to the franchise. It's an entertainment field. I mean, heck, I mean, we could look at professional wrestling too. I mean, that's, that's called a professional sport and and it's based on entertainment and maybe scripted outcomes. But at the end of the day, and we've talked about this before in, in our line of work or expertise and it's cost versus value. Right. Mm -hmm. You know? And, and so I like to think about this as, people's peak earning years, you know, so whether you're a teacher or a professional basketball player, or you know, construction, you know, whatever it is, there's likely a window of your lifetime, which would be considered your window of time where you have your maximum earning potential. And I think it's just the American way to take advantage of that. Yeah. And so, you know, I believe in capitalism. I believe in people making money. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't blame these players. You know, maybe the system is flawed, but I don't think you can blame a person for making money. Yeah, no, no, you can't. I, I just think it's, and I don't want to demonize the owners. I don't want to demonize anybody really. But when the average person, the average human being, can't afford a ticket to go watch the game, that bothers me. I think. No, that's fair. That that's very fair, and some of that stuff's only going to get worse. And 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 even with content, you know, back in the day, you could watch a lot of free TV. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> okay, maybe not a lot of free TV. You had three channels, and you had to click a box and stand by the TV. But I mean, everything is turned to streaming, and so now whether it's NBA, if it's the NFL Sunday tickets, or you know, or movies and Netflix. I mean, basically, you you pay to play, so to speak, or you pay for content. Yeah, hundred percent. You're right. So anyway, get off the rails a little bit there. So beyond the earning, then I want to think about, you know, how do these athletes, you know, what do they do with their money? Do they plan? You know, do they, do they get dressed like you and I every day or do they use planners just like you and I every day, you know, and, and here's the spoiler. The answer is yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, we can look at the, the highest paid athletes and, and what do they invest in? They might invest in real estate. 
They might invest in stocks and bonds. They might invest in businesses, private businesses. They might donate. I mean, just because their numbers are a lot bigger doesn't necessarily mean they do things differently than the average person should. Yeah. And we come back to, and I hate to sound boring, being diversified, you know, using trusted professionals, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? That's what it's really about. And so the next thing is, do they all get it right? No. Neither does the average Joe or Jane on the street. I mean, mm-hmm. life throws curves. And, and that's why we have this podcast. It's called The Win. What's important now? How do I address today, regardless of what my situation is, whether it's good, bad, dire, you know what I mean? And let's put together a plan that makes a lot of sense. Now, the problem with this is that people are not disciplined, I'll say. So, so now what? I'm going down a <laughs> earth-shattering development. You know? <laughs> It, it, and so it doesn't matter if you're LeBron James or Steph Curry, the, these really, really high-end, famous celebrity athletes, you know, making lots and lots of money. Mm-hmm. Or if you're a factory worker or a car salesman or, or whatever. I mean, you have to be disciplined in your approach to spending. Yeah. You know, and so I'm sure a lot of people have, have seen these stories, too, about these athletes that make lots and lots of money and, and then they're broke. And, and you could say the yeah. same for actors and actresses and things like that. And so it doesn't matter the league or the industry. It might be people that never learned the right lessons growing up or didn't have the, the role models or the parents to point them on the right path. And, and, and you get disastrous outcomes when you just, I was going to say spend like a drunken sailor, but that's probably not an appropriate thing to say. Well, drunken sailors usually don't have that much money. <laughs> they have a limited window of spending and yeah yeah <laughs> but if you're talking money. percentages you're probably spot on right i mean that's all there is to it you know they're, they're blowing most of their their paycheck yeah you know and, and so you can compare and and, and and in a world of instagram and in these things some of these athletes are showing their their fancy cars and their jewelry mm-hmm. And then I read stories about, uh, this is another NBA player, Kawhi Leonard plays for the Clippers and he makes over $40 million a year. And he's been seen driving around town in his 1997 Chevy Tahoe. There you go. You know, lives in a modest home. He's just content. You know, he's not a guy that's going to make headlines for punching somebody during a game. He's just, you know, he knows his role and, and he's content and happy with, it appears with life that not everybody needs the fancy stuff. Heck, I'm a boring guy. I, I bring my lunch from work every day or from, from home every day. You know what I mean? I'm not even mm-hmm. in the place to, to go spend $10 at lunch. And, you know, could I? Yeah, I could, but you know, it's not my thing. Yeah. I, I don't know. Just saying. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I mean, we all have those decisions to make, right? I mean, again, we, we we've said it on the podcast before, and people make the uh, the the correlation Starbucks, right? If you're gonna get coffee, you know, they do make coffee makers for your house. I mean, that's been around for like 50 years. Or you can spend 17 dollars on a a cup of coffee at Starbucks or where you know, wherever, right? But those are choices. Either you plan your time, 
and you plan what you're going to do. I mean, you have to shop, you have to buy the you know beans or ground beans, and you have to have the coffee maker. You have to get up a few minutes early, maybe. Um, but if you don't, and you're just on your way, and you're never planning ahead, then you're going to swing by and pick up an extremely expensive coffee. It, it it's totally habit forming too. Yeah, not not just the caffeine aspect. I'm just yeah. saying habit forming of this is what I do. This is yeah. where I go. This is what I buy, and you know and it's tough, tough to break habits. You know, I, I've read some of those books too, where you, I don't know, what does it take? 21 days to, to, to break a habit or to create a new habit or, or something like that. I, I might be way off target on that. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's an exercise routine. You got to do it th- 23 weeks in a row or something. Then maybe the fourth week's easier. I don't know, but. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because I, I love, I've always told you this. I love the name of the podcast when what's important now. And if, and I, I did watch a documentary probably years ago by now about Shaq, right? And he bought his parents cars with his first million dollars. And he bought them luxury cars. And I mean, he he didn't, I don't think he, I mean, in in his own words, I don't think he felt like he owed them, but at the same time, he owed them, right? He, He, they were so supportive, you know, helped make his dream come true. And would somebody had had said somebody say that's a terrible use of your first million dollars you know or you know it, it wasn't he didn't spend the full million but out of his first million he bought these fancy cars somebody would probably poo poo the idea and say nah you probably shouldn't do that you should invest you should do this whatever but what was important now for him was doing that for his parents right knowing that he had more paychecks coming in yep you know could he have gotten injured sure i mean you know, there's always that possibility, but at the same time, he did have a contract. So it wasn't like it was just a, on a complete whim and no idea what's going to happen. Um, but people find those things very important to be able to do that, to spend maybe some money or time with their family while they can. And other people may say, ah, that's just not a good use of your money. You, you know, you should invest that for the future because in the future you'll have A, B, and C. Well, in the future, I might not have my parents. Right? Right. right. So, Yeah. It is, it is so funny. You know, mentally, we must be on the same wavelength because I didn't even tell you that I had a Shaquille O'Neal story that I was going to use today. Oh, And, and now you sorry. brought up his name. Okay, did, did, I, did I tell the wrong story? Did I tell your story? L- Luckily, my story's different. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Not that this is a contest, but anyway. Right. So I wanted to give an example of, of a player that had, you know, more comments or thoughts kind of down the family tree. So, mm-hmm. so this is sort of related to money and not, but it, so anyway, his quote that jumped out at me, that I wanted to use today is he said, basically, and, and I'm, I'm editing a few of the words here just because, but basically it was, I don't give a rip what you are because if it's done the right way, I believe in nepotism. And so, so his point here is, and I'll, I'll define nepotism because I think that's a word that people think, ooh, that sounds like a really negative word. You know, so mm-hmm. nepotism is basically the act of, I suppose you'd say, granting privilege or advantage to, to your family members or to relatives or mm-hmm. maybe it's a close friend. You know, so, and I know for a fact, uh, there's a successful law firm not, from, not far from where I'm at, you know, 100 lawyers in there, and they have a very strict policy on this that, yeah, there's none of this business. There's no nepotism. There's, you know, if you're a lawyer here, your kid's not going to apply here. It's not going to happen. You know, mm-hmm. they're just very strict. But what O'Neill is saying here is, you know, if it's done the right way, he believes that nepotism or giving an advantage, essentially, to family 
makes a lot of sense. And it makes a lot of sense if you believe in generational wealth. Absolutely. Meaning, you know, let's <clears throat> maybe dad or grandpa, you know, grandma, somebody in, in the family tree, maybe really worked hard and they killed it. They had a great idea and they piled up wealth and cash flow and all that. And a lot of times by about the third generation, family businesses are in the tank. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know? so, so I like his point here. And I'm, and I'm not saying my thoughts here or comments or his have to match everybody that's listening. Everybody has their own deal. You know, by all means, use your own opinions. But point being, why wouldn't you use the tools in the toolbox to better those that are close to you? Mm-hmm. And if you, if you disagree, Eric, I'm happy to, you know, take that or see what you have to say. You know what I mean? I, I don't. I agree 100%. I mean, it's, again, doing it well. And, and just as an example, which you've talked about on the podcast before, is that you don't, you know, when, you're, when your son turns 18, you don't give him a million dollars because he's your son. It's just not a good idea. It's not done well, right? Me at 18, I'll be dead in a week, right? I'm going to get the fastest <laughs> car possible. I'm going to be as stupid as I possibly could. And I'm, I'm going to, you know, hit a cow in the middle of some sort of road, guaranteed at like 150 miles an hour. Um, but that was me. <laughs> and I would say most teenage boys that I know. But a million dollars to your son is great if it's structured well, if it's done well, if it's executed well, it's done in a way that's going to protect them from themselves. Um, and maybe you wait till they're a little older, or maybe it comes to them a little bit of a time to help with college or help with living expenses or, or whatever. But just not a good idea to give them a you know, pile of money. Yeah. And, and I mean, success in life is about opportunity. Yes. So, so if, if you have a younger person, arguably whether they're related to you or not, don't they deserve the opportunity to, to succeed or to build or better themselves? Yeah. For sure they do. And so if, if it just happens to happen inside the family tree, I don't think that's a horribly bad thing. Let's say I'm a pirate in the Caribbean. Uh, you know, I've seen that movie. And, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> I, I really, I'm really not a swimmer, but anyway, that, that's a whole side number. Um, you know, if I'm a pirate in the Caribbean, that's all I know is how to be a pirate. And my kids watch me being a pirate. They might be a pretty good pirate someday, maybe better than the kid that's on the land. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. I, that's, it's a weird tangent of an example, but I, the point being, I think if somebody in the family tree is successful at something, those other people are looking up to that person. They're watching those traits and those details and that it takes hard work or whatever. You know what I mean? So it, it's just cool to me that you brought up Shaq and, and this is something we could talk about because it makes a lot of sense, you know? And, and so let's look at the ne- the downside of nepotism. We'll go back to LeBron James. He's got a son and I think he's in high school yet or, you know, early college, you know, he's going to get drafted in the NBA just because of his name, period. Mm-hmm. And this sort of thing happens in, especially in baseball all the time. There's, I think it was one of the, in one of the Freakonomics books, there, there was statistics that basically if you're, if your dad was a professional baseball player, your, your odds of getting into the league were much higher than just an average other person that didn't have any lineage, you know, down the path. Um, So I guess maybe that's the opportunity card that comes up again. You got to put yourself in in a good position for success. Well, imagine what they're going through, right? Ken Griffey Sr., Ken Griffey Jr. is my example because I'm from Seattle. Ken Griffey Jr. grew up around major baseball players. Do we not think that he got all sorts of tips and they played with him and they helped him and not just his dad, 
all the other players that his dad was teammates with, right? I mean, that's the advantage, right? You get all this coaching and all this training and all this thing, and you're watching and watching and watching and learning. Boy, you've got, you got three legs up, not just one leg up. Yeah, that's spot on. I mean, and it could be as simple as, well, mom and dad balance their checkbook every month. Maybe I should balance mine. You know, I mean, it's the exact same story. It can just be pushed to, to, to different categories, you know, and, and whether that's habits of spending or habits of not having bad habits, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, that, that you're so spot on, you know, in, in, in the flip side, I'm, I'm jumping around here a little but you know, another one of my examples was, was a basketball player named Antoine Walker. And so this goes back a while. He was, he was not a, probably not a household name, but anyway, the reason we tell his story is that he was, he was a disaster, essentially. Mm. You know, he made over $110 million in his career and had to file wow. bankruptcy. Jeez. You know, and, and his, the reason we highlight him is that he is very vocal now and, and visible in the public and talking to these athletes in the league and trying to say, hey, learn from my mistakes and don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> you know? but, but he was famous for having eight to 10 cars at a time in his fleet, 15 to 20 high-end watches when you only wear one watch at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and he said he had four houses, you know, you know, you start having four houses. I mean, I, I know there's a lot of people that have a second house, maybe a lake cabin or something like that, but boy, you start carrying four houses and we're not talking small rentals. You know, yeah. we're talking, you probably have staff that are uh, mowing the grass and cleaning the place. You got a lot of carrying costs. And if you're in your peak earning years and in, 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 the, in an athletic field like that maybe your window of peak earning is about five years yeah the sand the sand is going through the hourglass you know quickly yeah absolutely and and so that's that's it circles us back to to the average joe or jane you know man think about the whole journey think about what's important to you if if that's the family if it's enjoying your work you know we can go down all those paths yeah and i mean Here's the thing is that our kids are always watching us, right? They're always watching us and grandkids as well. You know, for those that have grandkids, they're watching us and they're absorbing, they're little sponges. Um, I'll never forget and, and I'll pardon, pardon the one bad word on this podcast today, uh, but I'll never forget, I was working on my van. I was probably 24, 25, van wasn't, wasn't going well. And uh, my son had that one of those little battery powered monster trucks, right? And so he was in the front yard with me and I had it up on little ramps for him to, you know, to, to fix his truck while I'm fixing the van. I'm out, out there doing that thing. And that wrench slipped. I smacked my knuckles. And the first thing I was like, shit. And all of a sudden, I, 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 all of a sudden I look over and he's underneath his truck. And I hear this shit. <laughs> like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, don't tell your mother. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I'm having a flashback to another. Uh, well, it's actually a movie. Was it Christmas Story? Did you ever see Christmas yes. story? It's like changing the tire. It's changing a tire and something goes wrong and all the lug nuts go up in the air and he says, fudge right. <laughs> or some version. There. That's exactly what it was in the, you know, version that we got to hear. It was so, it was so drawn out. That was so dramatic too, you know, cause all the, all the, uh, the, the nuts are flying and the, the fudge. <laughs> <laughs> but his dad's eyes got real big. He's like, mm-hmm. that's not what he said. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah. funny. Oh man. But you're right. You know, 
people are always watching. So th that doesn't matter if it's family. I mean, we're talking family there, but I mean, if you out there are a business owner, let's say, and you have a small business, you know, you got to be on point too of when you're out in public, taking care of business, yeah. um, how the way you carry yourself and, and things like that. So, I, I mean, that almost ties into professional sports, I suppose you could say, you know, sometimes people are considered role models and sometimes they aren't. And, and that's who I always like Charles Barkley, who, who's probably more famous now as being a commentator and telling it like it is. <laughs> but, yeah. You know, I think his quote one time was, you know, I'm not a role model. You know, I am not paid to be a role model, even though kids might be looking up to me. And, you know, I kind of respect him for making the statement, but I maybe don't agree with it. You know, when you're cast in the public eye like that, I think there is a level of expectation that you yeah, should certain responsibility, yeah. deliver yeah, responsibility and be smart and stuff like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, if, if you run a business that has lots of employees, whether it's a basketball league or a any other kind of manufacturing facility, you got a lot of, a lot of personalities. You got a lot of people in there and you're going to get all walks of life and you're going to yeah. get people that are role models and people that are not. Well, here's the thing is that to the listener, I know it's very easy at the end of the podcast to turn the podcast off and say, yeah. that was a great podcast. And that's it. And then you wait for the next episode to come out two weeks later. Here's the thing is that I would challenge you and, and Corey and I've talked about this. He's you, Corey, you've talked about it on the podcast, as far as reflecting, you doing some self-reflecting. I would love every listener just to take, 10 minutes. Really, it's not going to take you much more than 10 minutes, maybe 20 at the most. Get yourself at a quiet place and think about the interactions that you've had with your kids, your grandkids, or, or the public, like you, know, you were saying with business owners, with your consumers, with your suppliers. Just think about this last year. Is there something that you could have taught somebody better? Is there a message that maybe you didn't want out there, um, whether it was due to your own frustration or if your kids are watching you and you and your spouse are not fighting by any means, but maybe they don't agree on all the finances or, or whatever it is. What example are you giving? And this isn't guilt. This is just, hey, it happens to the best of us. It happens to me all the time. You know, I've got to look back and say, hey, did I do the best I possibly could in this scenario? And just reflect on that and, and think about this last year. And is there something that you could clean up, if you will? I'm, I'm using air quotes on a podcast, but clean up when it comes to the messaging that you're giving those younger folks or the, the people within your sphere. Absolutely. And it, in my mind, I, I'm thinking of myself and I'm totally guilty of this, but I'll see, let's call it a random act of kindness by somebody. And I think, you know, I should just wait a few days and then maybe send that person a handwritten card yes. and just say, Hey, I saw that. And that was really cool. And so I think of those things all the time. You know how many of them I write? Yeah. I know. <laughs> it's like, eh, you get busy, it goes away and you're like, then the next time you see one of these acts of kindness, you're like, Ah, I never wrote that last one. I should do it this time. You know, yep. 30, 40 years from now, you might look back and think, I am damn glad I wrote all those cards. You know, mm -hmm. at the time you write them, you might think, oh, that's kind of stupid, or they'll think I'm that weird guy or whatever. But, you know, it never hurts to step out of your box. And, you know, if something's talking to you in the head like that, to, to do it, by all means, you should follow through and do it. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely. I have to give my wife credit because she, she goes in streaks where like once a month, she'll just like send flowers to somebody that, you know, generally an, probably an older person than, than her, just kind of a sort of a random act of kindness that way. Like, Hey, just wanted to brighten your day. I you knew know? I liked her. I knew I liked her. Yeah. That's fantastic. I, I, mean, I, I love that. I, I never buy my wife flowers just, you know, just because again, <laughs> boy, this is kind of a come to, you know, who meeting, I guess here today. <laughs> You feel like you're laying on a couch yet? Uh, oh man, yeah. Burying your you soul. 
Well, yeah. maybe she likes to buy flowers for other people, but like my wife doesn't like flowers that have been cut. She loves plants, but I'm not going to give her dead ones, right? She doesn't want that. Right. So I'm, right. I'm kind of off the hook. I don't know about you. <laughs> you, you can't uh, teach an old dog new tricks. I mean, is that kind of the old saying too? Or, I don't know. <laughs> but you can put a reminder in your phone to teach you. That's the thing. I, and, and speaking of those cards that you were talking about, that's what I've been relying on more and more because my memory is not that great. It's just, you know, I'm, I'm bouncing between things like everybody else is, right? You, you, you're a business owner, you're bouncing between clients, you're bouncing between family, you're bouncing between, you know, community responsibilities. Thank God for that, that phone where I can put a quick note in or what I, what I usually do is text myself, which is really weird, but I'll text myself something so that the little numbers on the screen. And then later on, I'm like, Ooh, so who texted me? Cause I forgot I texted myself. Right. That whole forgetful thing. I'm like, Ooh, it was me <laughs> and I should do this. Right. Do you ever text yourself back? <laughs> uh, only, only on, only on Wednesdays, really. Wednesdays oh, are the, the rough day for me, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that is good stuff. Good <clears throat> stuff. Well, Senor, what else do we need to know for today's podcast? You, I mean, you brought up a lot of great points. Yeah, I, I know we, people probably think we get off in tangents, but you know, like I said at the start, everything can circle back to finance and it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be yours. Yeah. Make your plan, enjoy the ride and, and let people take it off your plate, you know, so you can have more time to, to do the things you really, really enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. Real quick, I'm gonna, I'll probably ask you this again before the end of the podcast, but um, what's an email that people can reach you at? It's a great question. I don't know if I've given that lately. Okay, let's go with Corey, C-O-R-E-Y at HymansonWealth.com. And I'll spell that because I know it's kind of a tongue twister, but Hymanson is H-E-I-M-E-N-S-E-N Wealth, W-E-A-L-T-H. Dot com. All right. So here's the deal, audience. We need 100 people to email that email address specifically. And in the subject line, I want you to put Pirate Corey. Because <laughs> if we get 100, and I'm not settling for anything less than 100 people, if we get 100 people to do that, Corey, I'm promising on your behalf <laughs> that you're going to dress up as a pirate of the Caribbean and all hundred of those people will get an autographed picture. Fair enough. I'm in. <laughs> I have to be in. My... I can't. I can't opt out and say no when you challenge you me can. in front of thousands of people on here. Jeez. Exactly. And, and but the deadline is uh, by September uh, that we need these because, and that's quite a few months away. But by September we need these because. Um, you know, then you can just incorporate it into your Halloween costume, and then it makes more <laughs> sense than you dressing up as a pirate of the Caribbean in August. Ah, uh, yes. All right. Why wouldn't not, we? The question of the throne. day, why, why wouldn't we, right? <laughs> That's right. I mean, any excuse to drink a barrel of rum is a good thing, right? Is that, is that how that works? Um, I, is that what I pirates didn't... drink? Is it a barrel of rum? R. <laughs> it's it's got to be rum because it starts with an R. R. Yeah. They... <laughs> not our first day, is it? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay. okay. So if people want to talk to you about other things besides pirates, um, you know, again, audience, go back and listen to a bunch of these podcasts because there's just a ton of great information. But if they want to reach out to you and talk about maybe their what's important now moment, um, it's, you want to use that same email address? Or you want to use something else? You want to give a phone number? What do you want to do? Email always works, but hey, let's 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 throw the phone number out there. This is our 800 number. I'll pay for the call. 
4316. All right, Corey. Thank you so much. This is a great podcast today. Loved it. Right, right on, my friend. All right. And our last thank you, of course, goes to you listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to The Win Podcast with Corey Hymanson. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way when Corey comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And we humbly ask you to share this podcast, rate it, and leave a review, as this actually does help others find the show. Again, thanks so much for listening today. For everyone at Hymanson Wealth Advisors, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to The Win Podcast. What's important now? The show that helps you achieve your financial dreams. To ask questions about topics covered during the show or get a copy of Stop Doing Dumb Things With Your Money by Corey Hymanson, visit www.hymansonwealth.com or give us a call at 712-472-3867. Don't forget to click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors, Inc. Hymanson Wealth Advisors and Securities America are separate entities.